ransomware smackdown, feds charge Ukrainian over Kaseya, and Tridex banking malware turns up in Mexico. These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hi, I'm Anna Delaney. The US government and allies have been making good on their promise to crack down on ransomware with the arrest of multiple affiliates of the notorious Reval ransomware operation. Also known as Sodden Akibi, this gang has been responsible for a number of high-profile hits. Joining me to discuss is Matthew Schwartz, executive editor of Data Breach Today in Europe. So Matt, we are seeing welcome progress from law enforcement in the effort to crack down on ransomware. We are. There have been a bevy of big announcements this week, starting Monday, with Europol announcing that multiple Revol and Gandcrab affiliates have been arrested so far this year. So Europol took the wraps off a 17-nation strong operation, codenamed Gold Dust, which has been aimed at disrupting the infrastructure, operators, and affiliates of Revol. Now, this isn't the only ransomware operation in town, and it's not the only effort to disrupt ransomware in town. But Revil has been one of the most notorious operations in existence. So it's welcome news that three alleged affiliates have been arrested in South Korea since February. In addition, last Thursday in Romania, police there arrested two suspected Revil ransomware affiliates, allegedly tied collectively to 5,000 infections and nearly $600 million in ransom payments received. Finally, police in Kuwait also last week arrested a suspected affiliate of Gancrab, which was the predecessor to Revil. Now, that was Monday morning. By later in the day, we had an announcement from the Justice Department, which announced the arrest of Yaroslav Bezinski, a 22-year-old Ukrainian national who was detained at the border in Poland, inside Poland, at the beginning of October. Now, an indictment that's been unsealed against him accuses him of perpetrating the July attack against Kaseya. That was the IT-managed service provider software developer whose tools were used against managed service providers to infect 1,500 organizations' systems in the U.S. Massive attack. So this is big news that authorities have managed to get their hands on the alleged perpetrator of this crime. So these announcements on Monday came in the form of a press conference at which the director of the FBI and the U.S. Attorney General and others appeared. Now, they also announced that they've indicted Yevgeny Polyanin, a 28-year-old Russian national. He is still at large, but he's been accused of launching multiple rival attacks. They also announced at the press conference that they'd seized... $6 million in cryptocurrency from Polyannon allegedly tied to these attacks. So they said at the press conference, he woke up, found himself $6 million poorer. So you do see a number of efforts happening. This is great news when it comes to cracking down on ransomware. And at that press conference, officials didn't just trumpet the efforts being made to combat ransomware. They actually also called on victims to come forward, didn't they? Exactly so. So the Justice Department seven months ago launched its new ransomware and digital extortion task force led by Deputy U.S. Attorney Lisa Monaco. Here she is speaking at Monday's press conference. 
The success of this case proves the crucial importance of victim companies coming forward and working with the Department of Justice and the FBI when they are first hit with an incident. But I want to make clear that we are here today because in their darkest hour, Kaseya made the right choice and they decided to work with the FBI. Almost immediately after they were hit, Kaseya provided the FBI information they needed to act and to act fast. In doing so, we were ultimately able to identify and help many victims of this attack and also to follow the trail to Vasinski. Equally important, we worked with our partners at CISA to provide information to the public and to help prevent future attacks. What you see here today is a united front and our message should be clear. If you target victims here, we will target you and the Department of Justice won't give up until you are held accountable. And so Matt, could this be the end of ransomware as we know it? Yes, the million dollar cryptocurrency question, unlikely is my short answer. And that is because the profits that are on offer from ransomware are massive. In addition, there's a whole host of other factors. I counted at least a dozen, including the safe havens that a lot of these attackers have been operating from, Russia being the principal one. Now, if Moscow decides to crack down on domestic cyber criminals hitting targets abroad, that might change the equation. In addition, if the US government can find more of these affiliates, possibly outside Russia, as they have been doing and attempt to bring them to justice, that could also take a bite out of this cybercrime. One thing to note though, while this has all been welcome crackdown news, the Justice Department wasn't able to roll out any of the kingpins. Now they're offering a reward of up to $10 million for information that leads to the arrest, location, et cetera, of anyone involved in Revil. Same again for the dark side operation, which reinvented itself as black matter. This shows that they're serious. Unfortunately, it shows they don't have these ringleaders in custody. Will they be able to arrest these people? Have they gone dark? Are they laying low in Russia? There are a whole host of unanswered questions. So while this crackdown is good, while it signals that the US government and its allies are bringing the fight to bear wherever possible on ransomware attackers, that's also good. Will it spell the end of ransomware? The jury's still out. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. A prolific banking trojan named Drydex, which is distributed by multiple affiliates, is causing havoc in Mexico. For more on the story, here's our managing editor of security and technology, Jeremy Kirk. Before cybercriminals shifted heavily into ransomware, there was banking malware, sophisticated programs designed to collect login credentials and intervene in transactions. That type of malware, though less prominent than ransomware these days, is still lurking around. And researchers with Mexico-based Metabase Q, which is a cybersecurity services company, have seen a notorious type of banking malware known as Drydex recently appear in Mexico. Once a computer is infected, Drydex can capture login credentials, but that's just one of its many features. It can detect when someone is logging onto a banking website and inject other malware or log keystrokes. 
It's also been used to distribute ransomware, and at least a couple of types of ransomware have similar code. Metabase Q noticed Drydex campaigns in Mexico starting in April of this year. The attackers hosted Drydex on the website of a lawmaker for the state of Tabasco. The attackers sent phishing emails and deceptive SMS messages that led to her website and Drydex. There was also a third ruse using the Sokolish framework. Sokolish uses several types of social engineering frameworks to try and entice people to download a bogus software update. That software update is actually malware, which again was hosted on the lawmaker's website. That website has been offline since the third week in October. Drydex has roots in the Russian cyber criminal underground. Two years ago, the U.S. levied charges against two men and sanctions against a criminal group that calls itself Evil Core. Evil Core is alleged to have made at least $100 million by using Drydex to compromise accounts at financial institutions in 40 countries. Evil Core went through an apparent rebrand earlier this year in a bid to avoid sanctions. Because it also deploys ransomware, it's technically illegal for organizations that are infected by ransomware to pay a ransom to a group under sanction, so the criminal group thought it would be a good idea to perhaps just change its name. So does this mean that Russian cyber criminals are moving, at least virtually, into Mexico? Not necessarily. Like ransomware, Drydex also has an affiliate model, so this is where cyber Cybercriminals buy the malware and technical support, and the malware's creators get a cut of whatever's stolen with it. And one source tells me no one moves into Mexico and sets up a crime shop without the blessing of the local organized criminal group. But what's been observed in Mexico shows that how cybercriminals will still continue to look for new markets and that Drydex is still kicking around. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. And finally, research and advisory company Forrester has recently released a report entitled Forrester New Wave Extended Detection and Response Providers, which takes a deep look into current XDR market trends. I caught up with its author, analyst Ali Mellon, and here she is describing the state of the XDR market today. If one thing became clear from this evaluation, it's that the XDR market is a total chaos, chaotic jumble of different features. There is not a lot of consistency beyond that basis in EDR and that expansion into other sources of telemetry. There are some vendors who are taking a more native approach where they're integrating various tools from their portfolio first and foremost, and then perhaps they're doing some expansion into third-party telemetry, but in a lot of cases, what they do is they just say, okay, send these XDR alerts to the SIM and, and do any of the additional correlation for these third-party sources there. And that's really to maintain the efficacy of the detections. On the other side of the coin, you have the hybrid XDR vendors, which are those vendors who are looking to partner with third-party vendors, very specific third-party vendors that they know will be best of breed for their clients' use cases. So they're integrating with identity and access management tools, email security tools, all of that, in order to enrich their endpoint detection. So two slightly different approaches. What's been very interesting is that in both cases, the feedback has been that the quality of the detection engineering that XDR vendors are able to provide is one of the most important and valuable aspects that clients are getting out of the product. 
And I find that particularly interesting because it is a struggle for security teams still. They're having trouble keeping up with the complexity of attacks and just a plethora of attacks even. And so having someone handling the detection engineering for your team is just one less thing that you have to do. That's it from the ISMG Security Report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Anna Delaney. Until next time. Thank you.